This episode of the Eggology Club podcast is sponsored by Future Family, a new concierge service and fertility financing company that can help you afford treatments with packages as low as $75 a month. Plans cover clinic fees, medications, storage, and a nurse concierge. Use offer code EGGCLUB to access exclusive discounts for Eggology Club listeners and visit futurefamily.com today. Your future will thank you. Thanks for listening to the Eggology Club podcast number two, titled Welcome to the Club. Welcome to a new club, the Eggology Club. This podcast is redefining the modern day journey to parenthood. Meet your co-hosts and new BFFs, Riddell, Valerie, and Kara. We're sharing our unfiltered real-life stories, and we hope you join the conversation, too. Follow us at eggologyclub.com. Welcome to the club! Eggology Club, back in action! Episode two! Yeah! Woot woot! Wow, what an exciting time. I can't believe we're at this point already. Girls, I just gotta start. I am super proud of us. Look at all this tech gear that we got going on in this room. We're wired. We are wired. Not only on caffeine. I was just going to say, not just <laughs> Starbucks. Thanks to Starbucks. <laughs> but um, this podcast equipment, this was not easy. Seriously. Whoever thinks they can just start a podcast, either we're making it really more complicated and trying to be too high tech, or how do people do this? How do you just know, learn on the fly? I think you've got this like mastered in a day or two. Yeah, you seem to well, it took a couple of months prepping beforehand. Yeah. I really okay. did like ask for a lot of experts' opinions and stuff like that, too. But how about you? What are you excited about today? Okay, I'm really pumped because I know we've got some good theme music kicking today. Oh, that's I am right. So excited. So, we're going to be rocking the tunes. We are. Everybody's got their own song. I'm excited. And I'm really excited about our new t shirts, Egology Club. And uh, to all our listeners, when you sign up and join the club, and um, become members, you also get your own Eggology Club t-shirt in the mail. They're adorable. Um, for the women, we have baby tees. Guys, we have the normal cotton tees. Uh, but Eggology Club, and uh, yeah, definitely join that. We can personalize them too, which is kind of neat. I know, yeah. I love that. If you have any nicknames for the back. Yeah, but yeah, they need to done. email us, which brings me into the whole point. You know, go to our website, eggologyclub.com. All of our deets are on there, our individual social medias as people, right? But then email us at our eggologyclub at gmail.com. That's Absolutely. the best way to get a hold of us. Absolutely, and you can also call us at 978-EGG-CLUB. That's also 978-344-2582. You can call any time of the day. Don't worry, wherever you are, any time zone. Um, you know, give us some deets on your life and then let us know what you want to hear us chat about and what questions you have because we really want to hear from you. Yeah, I think we're really open to what you guys care about. You know, we are still understanding our whole fan base. I mean, we are the demographic of egg freezing and fertility treatments and all this fun stuff, but who knows? We might might be totally off base so make sure you check out our social media pages that way you can also keep us clued in with what's happening um across the board it's eggology club so we have a facebook group a twitter page uh and an instagram we'd love to have you follow us along on this journey it's been really super fun 
And speaking of journeys, I think today the storyline is about our journeys, right? So, And what we're going to be doing on every podcast show is we're going to have a theme of the show, which we're going to always refer to as the Daily Yoke. We're all about pun intended. Pun intended, <laughs> hashtags, all of the abbreviations, briefs. I'm not going to say the whole word anymore. I'm just going to talk in acronyms. Um, you're going to be like, I don't know what this chick's talking about. Just go on Urban Dictionary. It's all there. So today's Daily Yoke, we're going to each be diving deeper, Valerie, Ray tell me um, about why we chose to do egg freezing, how we got to that point, how we were planning for that point. So you can also get to know each of us on a deeper level. And to start that off, our daily yoke, we're going to go with Valerie first. Only oh, perfect. Yes. Such a good DJ. I know. Gosh, bring in the music. I didn't even know Amy Whitehouse sang this song. Really? No, Classic. Oh my gosh, it's from you. It says my name. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is. So we're going to kick it off with Valerie here. Oh, guys. Wow. Well, you know, as we kind of alluded to in the first episode, so if you're if you've already listened to episode one, thanks for returning. Um, but you know, for me, I was in the fertility space because of my job. So that was kind of like a really unique experience to be taught something that affects our daily life in work. Um, but I have to say it's kind of exhausting too, because I never not think about fertility. It's kind of made me a nut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm very uh, opinionated. And I have a, like very strong um, inklings about like how things should be done in the fertility space and you know, what, what age you should do what. And so it kind of shaped my own personal choices. I would definitely say that I always knew I was going to egg freeze. It was just a matter of when, not if, when. And so I feel kind of blessed that my story was, um, one that like, I don't feel like I had a ton of emotional factors. I was in, you know, kind of like three really long-term relationships, each one in high school, one in college, one in my first, you know, professional life, early twenties. Um, and then when I got to my thirties, like things shifted for me. Um, you know, I'd done a lot of international travel for my job and, um, then it got to the point where I have this break. I better freeze my eggs because guess what? Mr. Wright isn't popping into my life right now. I don't know why, but he's not here. So we got to preserve this fertility planning issue. And so that's kind of why I started freezing my eggs. Um, I did it one time at the end of 2015. You know, it was so special. I gave myself the trigger shot on my grandparents' 68th wedding anniversary, guys. Wow. Like, you want to talk about, like, history. 68th wedding anniversary. Yeah, they were married, like, you know, long time ago, and they are in their 90s, and so just to watch their love. I mean, my parents have been married for almost 40 years, so it was kind of like a theme in our family. So, you know, to not be married and kind of be the oddball out with this new culture of life and stuff, um, I think that it really makes it hit home that I do want a family and I really want to have kids someday. So this is the best option and technology we have out now. I had 17 eggs successfully frozen. I'm actually thinking about here at the end of the summer freezing again. And how old were you when you did your first egg freeze? Yeah, I was 33 when I did my first egg freeze. Um, and I had about 20, 20 some follicles, 17 successfully froze. Um, it was pretty low drama. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was super affected at the medications, hormones. I did gain weight. I'm not going to lie. I was not super active at the gym. You know, I definitely took it easy. I was not like I ate a crazy amount, but I didn't drink. And But it was wintertime, so I kind of feel like it was, like, normal time frame to it's Do it, cold. Yeah. And Chicago's not super easy to be active, and I travel a lot for my job covering the whole U.S., and 
um, it just makes it really difficult when you're doing egg freezing too. So, and all our listeners, if you're going, what's a trigger shot? What are follicles on a, uh, future episodes, we're going to be diving deeper into terminology and, um, really take you through the process for everyone considering doing egg freezing or going down the road of IVF, IVF or frozen embryos. So if you hear these words, you're like, what are they saying? Future episodes, we're going to be going through all this terminology. And I know you mentioned Valerie that you like always knew you were going to do it. Yeah. Was there like, how old were you when you started to know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was probably in my early twenties, I guess, you know, I was in that, that relationship in my, in my later twenties where I thought maybe this was going to go to marriage and kids and I don't need egg freezing. But when that relationship ended, um, kind of abruptly, I mean, I ended it, but you know, it was probably the best decision I ever made because that relationship just wasn't healthy. And no one wants to start over at 29. Let's face it. Like, Cordell, we'll yes. get into your story. But right. that is, that age is a really crucial time period. And I'm just, you know, I kind of knew who I was. I had my career established. I had a good, you know, I owned a home for nine years at that point, you know. And I felt very stable in all the other aspects of my life. But the family component wasn't coming together. So what do you do? Well, this is the best option we have now. And when you look at the cost scenario, because we'll get into the money and how much these things cost as well in future episodes. But, you know, it's about planning and um, kind of financially getting ready for that. I had a good amount of money and savings. So that really helped. You're going to be thankful you did it now versus being older and freezing or going through IVF and spending twice as much money to get the good quality eggs we could get now at younger ages. So that's really just the benefit. I knew the age benefits. So that younger 30s is a great cost analysis for a long, like let's say you don't use your 30-year-old eggs until you're 40. Well, it would take you three or four or five more times to get the amount of eggs you got at 30, even though that you may not be able to afford it at 30. Mm-hmm. You still want to think about those things. Like that's why we, I think we should start impacting women that are newly graduated and start thinking about egg freezing then, or maybe as a graduation present, I wanted to start doing like speaking. So like Mm -hmm. that was kind of like my platform there is Mm -hmm. I really wanted to not only influence my girlfriend group, but talk to a lot of audience. And that's kind of why I started experience.com because when I went through my own egg freezing journey, I really wanted to hear other people's stories. And in 2015, no one was talking about it at the level that they are now, just even a couple years later. Mm -hmm. And so that is how we met which everybody kind of knows about, but you know, Riddell, I was so thankful for you because you were willing to tell your story. And I was like going through people that were saying, no, 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 I don't want to say my real name or no, I don't want to tell my story or, you know, this blogging process of running experience.com and, and having content constantly on the website as, as beneficial information to share. Um, I really wanted to dive into like the sperm donating section and like, uh, am I going to freeze eggs again? Or am I going to make embryos? Cause my 35th birthday is coming up. So my eggs are a little older than they froze them at 33. Right. And even though it's only two years, there could be some major differences in my AMH levels and my hormones and whether the quality of eggs are still good and embryos freeze better than eggs. Eggs are very, um, wa- like a fluid and water in them. And so when you think about crystallization in the freezing process, a lot of times eggs don't make it. That's why we have egg math. And just because you have so many eggs frozen in the bank, like I have 17, that's really only like 1.2 kids when you talk about a live birth. So they say you need about 10 to 12 eggs per live birth that you want. So when you think about how many kids you want in your day, like how many kids do you want for doll? Mm. You have a number in your head? Maybe you even two care? or three. Two or three. Okay. But 
I'm not. Kara? I'm going for two and fingers crossed for twins. So it's a one and done. Gotta <laughs> keep, gotta keep, gotta you keep know, milk status. Yes. We need to talk about that some someday, maybe in a future episode, because there is a lot higher risk with twins than having a singleton. Um, and a single live birth or only transferring one embryo. Right. But anyways, so I really would like three someday. You know, if you think about how long it takes to date, have them propose, plan a wedding, and get married, <laughs> you're looking, I'm going to be 40. That's not, that's too late for, for, I mean, there's not even a guy in my future, so, or like in my horizon. So, you know, for me personally, it's just not happening. Um, but maybe that's because I travel too much or maybe it's because of my work history or because I... Who knows? Right. And real quick to all the listeners, and we're going to also, this will be the Daily Oak for a future podcast episode. Um, Even though we're throwing out all these numbers and everyone's thinking, oh, I have have this many, you know, frozen. I have that many frozen. In the end, it only takes one egg. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, we said that when we yeah. first met at our first dinner. Right. That? That. Yes. It just it takes just one. Takes one. And I do have to point this out because I stole that from my mother. Hi, Beth Egber. Um, Shout I, out! <laughs> there, there's all these, there's all these uh, different daily yokes we're going to be having on uh, podcasts. I'm going to be spearheading one on dating, but there's so many times I go on so many dates and I'm coming home, and this one's fun, this one I'm you know not excited about. My mom always says it just takes one, and uh, when I you know went through my journey, uh, that was another thing that my fertility doctor hammered home. There's all these statistics, but in the end, it just takes one egg. So as we're going through these stories, keep that in mind. I think that's really important because I. I actually didn't read that much when I was going through my decision because I get really overwhelmed by statistics and numbers and like shoulds and shouldn'ts. And so I think even if somebody does it, it's just great that they're doing it for themselves. And like you said, freezing five eggs is better than none, you know, like, yeah, at least there's a chance. Yes. It's a very personal decision. It is. And sometimes I forget that girls, because I'm talking this talk every day 24 7 all day long like really my brain doesn't stop thinking about fertility Mm -hmm. ever well that's great i mean you're great but exhausting (laughs) she's like my brain is fertile (laughs) 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 so when i talk these numbers and statistics please take it with a grain of salt there's always the exception to the rule we always know you know someone that got pregnant at 42 naturally start out with how many kids do you want you could still get pregnant naturally. Like, I still have the opportunity to get pregnant naturally, right? right? But right. maybe you need it for baby number two or right. baby number three. Better so. to have options and no That's options right. at all. Exactly. All I want you to have it all. Giving yourself options. Right. And embracing different paths. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what this community does right. is we, you know, are That's helping to find uh, different pathways to get to parenthood. Mm-hmm. Explore yeah. it. Educate. Everything. Right. Yeah. Let's pause the conversation just for a moment and hear a quick word from our sponsors. Are you considering egg freezing, but not sure if you can afford the price tag? Freeze and Share is a new program solving the access gap for young women wanting to preserve their fertility and individuals or couples looking for viable donor eggs. Women who once thought they couldn't freeze or couples who thought they couldn't afford egg donors now have a unique opportunity to be matched with each other. For more information, visit freezeandshare.com. Call 1-925-277-0600 and mention Egg Club to receive an exclusive offer for podcast listeners and we're back so i think that leads us into story number two Uh uh-oh oh yeah doing it it. yeah shaking is that you is it i love it love it it's so good thank you for that intro 
There you go. Woman. There you Lenny go. Baby all day long. Yes. <laughs> I would totally um, make out with him. Oh, oh my God, God. Completely. Yes. We'd all be in line for him. But anyways. Um, yeah. So I am so pumped to be here. Um, like Valerie mentioned, it's such a vulnerable and super emotional decision that I found. Um, I tend to be a little bit more sensitive and really focused on, um, you know, a lot of different things. So for me in my twenties, I was having a good time, uh, partying it up. You know, we were talking about clubs earlier, all doing it, you know, traveling, exploring the world, um, going all over. You were living. I was right. Like we, we had some good lives that we were living in our twenties. However, um, I really had no clue about the world of fertility and I really didn't understand that there was this decline in a woman's health in terms of fertility. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was superwoman, And, um, if I wanted to get pregnant one day, that's what I was going to do, you know? And so, um, I was dating someone all of my twenties, got married at 26, which I think Super is a young. little too young. You're like, I was dating, dating all my 20s, married at 26. <laughs> but still clubbing it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, we can. No, we were Oh, we were clubbing together. Oh, yeah. We nice. Were, we Went did. from college to the club. Exactly. So, you know, the foundation. That education got paid for real nice. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, I think I got married a little too soon. I didn't really understand what marriage was. And at 29, I found myself, for many reasons, getting a divorce. And I was broken like broken hearted it was bittersweet it was not like you don't get married because you're thinking maybe one day I would get a divorce it's not a thought that comes across you loved him I did and there's so much depth to that love there but at the end of the day love wasn't everything like Mm -hmm. a person's values and their ideas for their life and your path to what you want to create is important and so that it like matches and, but I didn't really have all that insight at the time. So divorce at 29, um, lucky for me, I have a fabulous sister mm. who is a fertility nurse. And so when I turned 30 being divorced and single and like really not looking to settle down at all, um, I we was, just went through this traumatic event. You need to exactly. give yourself time to breathe. Like I was like, let's just have some fun. Let's date. I mean, honestly, I was going through some therapy to, like, get my head sort of wrapped around things yeah. and what life is about. Yeah. And um, so then my sister, I will never forget, <laughs> we were at her house in the basement, <laughs> sitting on her couch, and it was my 30th birthday, and she was like, Raydell, I really, I really want to share with you that you should really think about egg freezing. And I pretty much almost laughed her off the couch. Like, I was like, what? Like... This girl can go out and get a number and, you know, get some names. And if I really wanted to get pregnant, like, this would not be hard, you know? And I, I thought of it in a very, Was this, like, know, your first conversation with her? Like, being about, a fertility nurse, yeah, she, she never really she never brought her it. work at home? It was a lot of IVF treatment, mm. a lot of couples. Uh, and this was, like, kind of new. This was, yeah. People that couldn't conceive. Two, yeah, 2000. Not doing this. Well, let's this remember, not, 2012 yeah. I'm, I'm is... I'm 36 right now, so this was six years ago. Yeah, yeah. People did not talk about egg freezing. I really think not until Facebook um, brought it on board for their employees in 2014. That's when, like, the media really kicked up about it. 
Yeah, but I feel like the stories were very kind of negative or a bit hard on Facebook and and Apple when they announced that. We have to remember it. 2012, the ASRM, which is the American Society of Reproductive Medicine, um, sorry, I didn't mean to go all technical on you, but yeah, they approved egg freezing um, to Mm -hmm. the general public beyond if it's for cancer preservation or for um, a life illness that would affect your fertility. Yeah, and didn't it move more out of like the experimental and more because invitrification came right? Forward. So vitrification. So, the, so there's the two types process. of freezing. Right. There's slow freeze, right. which is why eggs didn't survive the freeze very well. Right. And then vitrification uh, was discovered, and that's a fast freeze. Right. So it, in, initially, you know, slow freeze takes a couple of minutes, and and it crystallizes, and that's why the eggs don't do well. Um, they're very fragile, unlike sperm. We'll get into that. Don't even get yeah. me started about sperm. Um, but that when vitrification came out, the vitrification literally fast freezes at less than any seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, there's no crystallization that happens. Right. And so the eggs are able to be frozen in time, whoever right. biological age you are at that moment. And so no matter when you're going through IVF, when you use those frozen eggs, that's the real mm-hmm. age that you're working with. So I'm actually glad that, so when she and I had that conversation, it was two, it was before that, I guess 2010, sorry. And then... I stalled so, for years. I, I It was always in the back of my head, though. And, like, she would kind hmm. of gently remind me every birthday. And so I, I went Happy to, birthday. What, what is it with our birthdays? Happy birthday, sister. Freeze your eggs. Right. <laughs> She's like, like, freeze your eggs. <laughs> I know. Big birthday moments. And I think it just makes you reflect a little bit. Like, yeah. where where have you been? Where are you going? I love birthdays. But they are so hard sometimes. They are. I mean, but all good. And so... I mean, I thought about this so much, girls. I went to an ashram, a yoga ashram. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I know. There's a really amazing place in the Bahamas, actually. That um, Beautiful. I went there to journal about it because I was so conflicted about this decision. Not kidding. You weren't dating anyone at this time? I wasn't dating anyone. I had to get over a few things. One is like... Um, not to go all God, but I do believe in God and some religion. And so to me, that was a really big hang up. I didn't want to be forcing something in my life. And I felt like using technology and freezing was a little bit of a force. So, and because I do like yoga and I believe in like mindfulness and letting things flow, you know, a little bit of the freeze feels like a controlling manipulative maneuver in my world. It's a really interesting point. I yeah. never looked at it that way. Did you look at it that way, Karen? Mm-mm. So this was, yeah, something that I struggled with. Financial, like you mm. said, like we'll talk about, yeah. huge it investment. Is. You have people. to be your own advocate. You like do. these clinics, yes, they need to know where you're at. Yes. Because they can help you. There's lots of really new startups. Like we were yes. saying that last episode, there's a lot of new startups yeah, that are helping really with excited. the finance side, which is amazing. Yeah. Awesome. It's fabulous. So finance, I had to get my head around. Um, And then honestly, I felt really, this was back again in like 2013, 14, when there was a little bit more of a negative slant on it. But like, I felt really vulnerable and that this decision um, would make me have to accept where I was in my life. And which was a very quote unquote, non-traditional way of for some people to think about it. So um, there was a lot going through my brain. Anyways, after all of that, 
um, I decided it was like May 2014 just to do the ovarian test. And then I knew I was going to travel the internationally. Test. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just check that out, see how I'm doing, if I'm even a good candidate. Great. And then... Um, was I that with your OBGYN? Mm, no, it was with the center that I went oh, with. Okay. Great. Your reproductive center. Yes. And then I took the summer off. Like, I was like, I'm not even going to think about this. Let me just, like, go travel. I did some work in China and um, nice. took three months to sort of not think about it. So then when I came back in the fall, I thought this was an important time. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a really long – that's a really long story of how I got to egg freezing. But now it's going to be three years in the fall. It's your, it's your egg anniversary. It's my egg anniversary. There you go again, Kara. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Oh, puns all day. Puns all day. Yes. <laughs> Kara's yes. available for hire. I am. Right. <laughs> Interject little funny statements. <laughs> egg anniversary. No, that's very big. Yeah. And it was a very emotional and journey for you. It was. Spiritual. Yes. yes. Spiritual, emotional. And it really was the first step in when I, I think, put my own priorities first, uh, no matter what else was going on. And that's what I encourage other women to do is just think about. Because I think, you know, many of our audience members, maybe they think like egg freezing is for somebody else or, you know, like a cousin they know. I know a lot of people contact me on Facebook and say like, hey, I know someone that might be interested. I get those too. And so, but sometimes I think it's more about empowering your own self and being okay with stepping outside the box. And um, that's what I'm here loving talking about this now because... If there's anybody else out there who is really unsure, it's totally normal. Yeah, it is normal. New normal. This is. New normal. New normal. All of this is becoming the new normal. And to not go through those feelings, you know, it it would almost be... It's organic to feel that way. Yeah. Um, You should be feeling all those feelings. Yeah, because we don't think we're going to be in this spot, girls. You know. If you had asked me when I was in high school which I dated a guy for a really long time at high school, all of my high school years, that I wouldn't be married with kids by 30, mm-hmm. I would have laughed your pants off. Right. Right? But at the same time, like, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Like, I love no, it. No, I've embraced yeah. where right. we are. Like, we so have good lives. struggle. I know. Yeah. It's, it's not like, that your lives suck. Right. <laughs> so yeah. very full. Yeah. I it's, love it. Yeah. And it's, it's a great way to empower yourself. It's an awesome story. Very well, awesome story. We're Kara, coming into the third no. story. Time for me. Oh, Huge Beyonce fan. Beyonce all day. Actually Congratulations on your twins. Love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> twins. I know you've got an autographed picture. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Right? You, you yeah. Have an autographed picture of her. I do have an autographed picture of Beyonce on my wall. Um, huge music fan, love all formats of music, but Beyonce, I was Janet Jackson my whole life, and then Beyonce really? came on the map, and I was like, Janet oh Jackson. my god, yeah, yes, she was Janet the, Jackson was my original she was the Beyonce OG, before Beyonce. she oh, was, yes, she was just singing, just to be singing and dancing at the same time, full out, keeping up with all the backup dancers, and not hear yourself like panting like you're running is is amazing, impressive. Right. very impressive. And, so, what did and, you think of Beyonce's Instagram photo of how she announced her twins? So hot, I love it. I love everything she does. <laughs> but you know, I also like that she was very open with her journey. She was open with her journey when she had a miscarriage before having blue. Yeah. Yes. She was open about trying um, IVF multiple times and yeah. it not working, and then being so blessed with these twins. So, congrats again to Beyonce. I we hope we hope to have you on the show one day. Oh dream, my God, that would dream be a dream. Guess. Dream. That would be a dream. Oh, dream let's guess. tell the universe dream what we want. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The secret. If you wish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
And um, it is important you say about miscarriages because I think that's so normal. It is. And that happens a well, lot. Well, we blame ourselves. I know, we shouldn't. And it's, not, it's the body's just it's like, hey, this isn't working right now. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Well, and each egg and each embryo are completely yes. different. And yes. depending on which one connect with which could could be a completely different embryo, too. Right. Completely, yeah. completely. So, uh, so yeah. So to bring you down um, the path, the pathway yes. of Kara Kegber. So when I was thirty-four, actually, let me uh, pause there real quick. My twenties, I was not ready for marriage and kids. I was very career focused. Uh, I was working for a record label in New York and Boston, and um, it, it wasn't on my radar. I had a lot of serious uh, boyfriends, uh, relationships, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet emotionally. Uh, my 30s, on my 30th birthday, uh, I feel like a lot of things click for a lot of people. Oh, totally. Yeah, you. that's when I kind of thought, all right, you know, I, I am ready for marriage and kids. So I started dating more seriously. So when I was 34. Wait, Kara, dating seriously? Dating seriously. Yeah, you I just, don't know this, Kara. You, 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 you just wait for that uh, episode when we explore new pathways on Bumble, J-Swipe. Justin Baby, Tinder, all of them. Oh In fact, God. I've probably gotten dates with most of our listeners. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks again for that. Okay. So, <laughs> thanks again for that steak. That was amazing. Okay. So when I was 34, um, uh, my dad has a cousin, um, uh, Dr. Barry Rothman, uh, works here in the D.C. area. He suggested that I get my AMH level t- uh, tested, which stands for antimalarian hormone. And it tells you your egg reserve. And like I said, future episodes, we're going to be diving deeper. But um, I didn't know this. I'll, <laughs> I'm fine admitting this. I didn't know you were born with all your eggs. I thought you were just constantly making eggs. I learned just that, like sperm. Right. Mm-hmm. I learned that is not the case. You're born with all your eggs. And, you know, every month when you're ovulating, have your period, you're losing eggs. So the AMH test, it's a blood test. It's the same test Raydell was talking about getting done. It basically tells you what your reserve's like, you know. Do you have a lot of eggs left? You know, when it'll look like quality. Exactly. If your number's really low, you might be heading to menopause more earlier. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it's it's simple blood test. My insurance covered it all good. I got this done at 34 and my number was great. So I said, okay. And um, I met with uh, Capital Women's Care in the DC area. They're my OBGYN. And I asked them, you know, what do I need to know about egg freezing? They said, hey, you're 34 years old. If you're 36 and not trying for a baby, what we're finding research-wise, 36 is kind of the age you want to freeze your eggs. That's yeah, when that's you kind of want to cost analysis age. Exactly. That's when you kind of want to start looking to do that. Of course, you could do it earlier and you can do it later, but 36 is a good round number to do that. Um, so I thought in my mind, okay, I'm 34. Uh, when I'm 36, if I'm not trying for a baby, I will freeze my eggs. Wow. So that got implanted really early, and exactly. you had two years to marinate. I let it marinate. So um, right after I got that test done, oddly enough, um, I had uh, met my uh, future fiance. I had wow. gone on my first date with him shortly after getting that test done. And I had shared that information with him. And he, you know, admired those. Right things. away? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, second date? Just, yeah. I was like, hey, pass the bread. I got my image <laughs> tested. And uh, <laughs> this bread hey, means nothing. Hey, yo. To, I know. To, and to, I like, mystery. Just, like, yeah. You are just like always flat out. This is, this is the deal. Yeah. It's good. So. And takeaways always be you because uh, the person you're going to end up with or people you're friends with are going to love you and respect you for being you. Yeah. So always yeah. stay true to yourself. Good point. Uh, which is also a very good quote, the illegally blonde. I like when Reese Witherspoon says that. Aww. I love it. She's giving that speech at Harvard. That's good. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so I, I ended up, um, you know, getting engaged uh, to that boyfriend mm-hmm. and planning my wedding. 
And at that point, I got engaged and I was 35. And um, the wedding would happen when I was 36. Um, about five months before the wedding, I unfortunately uncovered um, that me and my fiance at the time were not on the same path to head towards uh, starting a family. Uh, where it was a priority for me, it turned into more of an option for him. Mm -hmm. Something he wasn't sure if he wanted to do, which is totally fine because life is good with and without marriage, with and without children. Whether you're doing it with a partner, whether you're doing it alone, it really comes down or to your personal gay, journey. Or you're bisexual. Anything, anything. Whatever you choose to love. Right. There's exactly there's Free there's opportunity here. Yeah. There is no normal. Is it's meaningful. what makes you happy. Right. Correct. No matter what it looks like. So yeah. um, he it, it became more of an option to him and something he wasn't really um, going to make a decision about until he was in his low forties. Um, that was a Were very you the same age. He was two years older than me. So when I learned this, um, it was five months before our wedding. I was 36. He was 38. And the kind of option I had on the table, I loved him very much. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no doubts about getting married to him. Uh, the option on the table I had was to wait a few years till he could decide if he really wants to do mm -hmm. this. And I felt a lot of anxiety about waiting till I'm very close to 40 here yesterday from to be a mom. When being a mom, I've actually said this many times over the years, if you know, in this life, if someone came up to me and had two pieces of paper and they said, one of them says marriage, one of them says motherhood, and had to choose to choose one piece of those paper, hopefully this won't happen. Um, I would choose motherhood. Mm. Um, it's more important to me. Um, I do hope to share this journey with someone one day. Absolutely. Mm. I do think life is better shared. But um, motherhood is, even though I wasn't ready in my 20s, I've always wanted to be a mom, you know, uh, you know, raising kids, uh, you know, my, my parents, parents are still together, still together. And, you know, uh, my mom and dad, Beth and Mark Egber, they just celebrated the 46th wedding anniversary. Aww. And, you know, I tell them, you know, it's hard for me because they really raised the bar and show me what family is. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's being a mom. I've never thought twice. Uh, so, yes, I did. Um, end my engagement at 36 wow. years old. So hard. It's very, hard. very hard. How'd and um, it was tough. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's like going through divorce. Yeah. You know, when oh, I is. when I hear you know when I hear people, but anytime you're someone goes through a divorce, you're like, oh, that's awful. Mm -hmm. But if you've actually gone through a divorce or you've gone through stopping mm -hmm. engagement, if you're going through a divorce. You're not really advertising. You're going through a divorce. You're breaking off engagement. You have to contact everyone that's invited as a save the date and. It, it was very tough. Um, I did go to therapy for the first time just to kind of make sense of all that. I love therapy, and guys. It's and amazing. So I don't think this should be, I think we should remove the stigma of therapy. I think correct. Therapy, you know, whatever makes you feel better right, correct. with your daily life right. and what you're doing. And, and it, I think it's great to get like that outside perspective. Like absolutely. sometimes you're just like using what you have and your resources and your, you know. Expand your toolbox. Yeah. Correct. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's better than drugs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, medications. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh -oh. No opiates. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, whenever you're not feeling like yourself, I mean, obviously stopping a wedding in your mid to late thirties is, is a very big decision. It wasn't an overnight decision. Mm -hmm. um, Talk about starting over. Yeah, and uh, it it was it was you know a, I knew I wouldn't be okay going through life just married and not having a family and going through all those emotions you go through I in every like stage of your life. The reason you want to get married is to start a family. Together. It is well, and people do it for different reasons: companionship, yeah, yeah, everything. True. So I stopped my wedding, uh, you know, five months before uh, I would have gotten married, uh, which was actually. Uh, September 4th, Beyonce's birthday. And my birthday. And Valerie's birthday. Uh, 
Happy birthday. 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 Happy it would have. And my future it's one will be. be. And my future say, one will be. Wedding. You were a, such a planner. Yeah, I am. I mean, I am. this was a big wedding. This wasn't like, oh, This was people. a 270 person wedding. Wow. Whoa. Dress, all the deposits were. I mean, it was. The fairy tale. I did still go on my bachelorette party. <laughs> yeah. And um, in March, I was 36 years old, like I said, March of 2016. And May 2016, I made an appointment to start the process. I froze my eggs, you know, since I did it at 36 and between the three of us, I did it at the oldest stage. But you didn't just do it once. You I did. did I did it three times. times. Um, so, cause you want to get like, uh, Valerie pointed out around that 10 to 12, 10 to 15 mark. Um, it only takes one egg, but you want as many chances. So each round, first round I was able to freeze five eggs. Second time I did it, five eggs. And the last one I actually did on my birthday, which is pretty oh, magical. Awesome. I remember when you were doing that. Yes, yeah. I was texting you guys. And it was just kind of like I'm, you know, on my birthday, you know, preserving future life. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully a little girl. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm open to boys. I'm open to boys. She's passing these eggs while they're frozen. Happy if eggs. you're a healthy little boy, but really hoping for those twin girls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, preserve life. And then on that round, I got six eggs. So I have sweet 16 eggs frozen. Oh, and, you know, everyone's body works different. Sometimes you'll get the number one try. Sometimes it'll take multiple. But, yeah, my journey uh, started 36. Uh, obviously, starting it was very emotional because I was grieving a broken engagement about a month and a half prior. So I had a lot on my plate, you know, where I was also in a waiting room of people that are, you know, married, actively trying to conceive. They can't. I'm sitting here like, holy cow, my life just fell apart. Now I'm going to freeze my eggs. I'm about to change everything. Um, you know, life is really up and down for everyone and throws you curveballs. But it's um, how you work, what's on your plate and uh, coming up the other side, which is very empowering. And mm -hmm. that's really what brought me to freezing my eggs. And I did it all uh, three times at my age that's of being great. 36 years old. I had another good friend of mine um, out in Los Angeles that froze hers this year. She got great results, just did it once at 37. And I have another good friend of mine who's local who's going to be doing it this year at 37 as well. So you really want to freeze them by 40 is the key. Way before 40. Yeah. If I, ideally, you can freeze them at 40. Absolutely. You really, you, but we should also think about making embryos at that point. Of course. Of Maybe course. Maybe your sperm donor if you yeah. think you really would be open to being a single mom by right. choice. Of course. But uh, definitely getting your age level tested yes. is a good... It's a starting point. Precursor. And that yeah, doesn't... In your 30, like, you should get that tested. Why yeah, not? just get it's your just test. Now. In fact, you know, in it's, your 30s, you should just get that test every year and kind of compare yes. year to year and then decide, okay, right. I plan, I planned financially for this mm -hmm. or I'm going to use one of these programs, these new startup companies that are coming out to help with the payment options and... Um, you know, we'll, some of those companies are looking to sponsor us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll talk about them later on and, mm -hmm. and, uh, some codes that you can get some discounts and some special perks with. We have all kinds of goodies for our eggology yes. clubbers, yes. the eggheads. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you listening. So, yes. you know, we really want to get your feedback and your questions. So please call us anytime, any place, just a Google number. 978 Egg Club. That number is 978-344-2582. It was amazing hearing everybody's stories today. I think this We're being was... really vulnerable, guys. I, know. I hope everybody's I... nice to us. I hope we don't get right? like hate mail. Well, we'll just delete. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Sorry. do it like the, the, the night show hosts that read all the, like, the funny like, yeah. hate mail. Oh, the hate <laughs> tweets. Yes. The hating tweets. Okay, we okay, want to promote that. No. We really like love and kindness. Yeah. But if, but if they're out there, we're going to read them. 
<laughs> we read everything. Are you kidding? Between we us know. three? Yes. Oh my God. We are on, on social it. 24-7. Yes. But don't forget, you can also email us, eggologyclub at gmail.com. And then be sure to find us on Facebook, Egology Club, the group. Twitter hashtag is all Egology Club as well. Yeah. So all of our platforms us. are Egology Club. Yeah. We got really lucky. I know. But yeah, Facebook's a group, so it's a safe platform for people to talk because once again, mm-hmm. we're promoting that sense of community. Mm-hmm. We want you to have a deeper, bigger conversation, get your questions answered, yes. really be your experts. Like right. that oh, you, I do. I <laughs> like what you did there. I'm actually jealous I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and then Instagram is a great way to follow us as well, just because um, we're going to be recording our journey very vividly on like with pictures mm-hmm. and um, that kind of thing. You can see the Eggology Club t-shirts. Yeah, yep. we're wearing them so, today. Absolutely. And um, I do want to just welcome all our new listeners and thank you for all the support of all our members of the community. We're, yeah, we all of your, all of your emails, voice messages, recently. everything. We appreciate all your support and sharing your ideas, your journey, what you'd like us to talk about. So that, yes. You know, this is a passion project for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of us have day jobs. We are busy women living our lives. Kara's obviously busy with all of her dating. Working, dating, (laughs) constantly working it. (laughs) But but it's all about um, bringing what you guys want and what the listeners want to hear. And we, you know, we don't want, we're not here to bore you. We really want to help start this conversation and bring it into a deeper level to affect how you live your life and what your choices are. Just like we plan for our retirement girls Mm -hmm. with our 401ks. We think out our careers and we're very thoughtful on that. We need to be thinking about our future planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Options. And on that, I even just queued up DJ Kegber on the 1212. Yeah. Queued up our outbound music. I All think right. we got to hype up because we're excited ooh, for ooh. our next episode That's by Dr. Right. Dre. Yeah. The next episode. Uh oh. We can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Eggology Club podcast. Welcome to the club. Tune in next week to hear a special guest, Carolyn Moose, who is best known for being a six foot five Stanford and WNBA basketball player. You'll hear her tricks on how to prepare your body for a fertility cycle. Today's episode of Eggology Club was written and co hosted by Raydell Peichler, Valerie Landis, and Kara Egber. The show was produced and mixed by Shannon Holly. Caricature artwork by Peter. Peter Scott, logo and cover art by Lily Chen. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, leave a rating and contact us at eggologyclub.com. Do you love red wine and coffee, but you care about keeping your teeth white? Then you need to be a diva. A Vino Diva. Vino Diva is a usable wine aeration straw. It aerates your wine with every sip to make it taste incredible. And it protects your smile from red wine and coffee stains. Search Vino Diva on Amazon today. Every woman has the little black dress. Now, every woman needs the little black straw. Vino Diva.